Coming up on today's federal newscast, could we see the April 15th tax deadline pushed back? It's within the realm of possibility. After a major scandal, congressional regulators have questions for the head of the Indian Health Service. And the Trump administration may have found more defense funds it can use to build a wall on the southern border. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. National taxpayer advocate Nina Olson says the IRS will need 12 to 18 months to fully recover from the partial government shutdown. Olson, who's retiring at the end of July, says there's been an uptick in taxpayers filing for extensions. Her office is looking at whether extending the tax filing season deadline past April 15th would make sense for the IRS. The agency pushed the deadline back by one day last year because of a tax day computer glitch that prevented taxpayers from submitting their returns. A quarter of the Senate signs onto a resolution opposing the Trump administration's efforts to privatize the Postal Service. Michigan Democrat Gary Peters and Kansas Republican Jerry Moran led the effort. The administration first proposed privatizing the Postal Service last June as part of its government reorganization plan. But the White House's postal force made no recommendation to privatize the agency in its report last December. A House lawmaker suggests a complex fix to give more accurate benefits to federal retirees. Congressman John Garamendi reintroduces the Fair Cola for Seniors Act to change the formula the Bureau of Labor Statistics currently uses to calculate annual cost of living adjustments for federal and military retirees. BLS currently uses the Consumer Price Index for urban wage earners and clerical workers to calculate COLAs. This bill would use the CPI for the elderly instead. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association says that index more accurately reflects retiree spending habits. House lawmakers question the FCC's compliance with records management laws and policies. Congressman Frank Pallone, chair of the Energy Commerce Committee, along with Congressman Mike Doyle, write to FCC chair Ajit Pai seeking details on how the agency is capturing and archiving its communications like email or social media messages. Among the things Pallone and Doyle want to know more about is the FCC's rationale for not using the capstone records management application from NARA. Members of Congress want answers from the head of Customs and Border Protection, Kevin McLeanan, about the agency's San Diego sector, compiling a list of reporters, lawyers, and activists. Chair of the House Homeland Security Committee, Benny Thompson, writes to the commissioner, asking for a copy of the list of 59 names and an explanation of why each person is on it. NBC News was the first to report about the list. Thompson also wants to know if anyone on the list was stopped for screening or had their cell phone seized. The head of the Indian Health Service is in hot water. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee from both parties request a briefing from Acting Director Rear Admiral Michael Weakey. They want to know what he's done or not done to improve what the committee called the apparent failure of IHS to provide quality health care. Questions about the service came in a series of media reports about a pedophile staff physician who operated for years while supervisors ignored warnings. I'm Tom Temin. The Defense Department will soon take over the government-wide security clearance program. DOD announces plans to move the National Background Investigation System and the people who manage it to the Defense Security Service by October 2020. 
DOD's Consolidated Adjudications Facility will also move to DSS by October of this year. The moves are part of the administration's plan to merge the National Background Investigations Bureau with DSS to create one government security clearance provider. An executive order that would authorize the full merger is still pending. The Trump administration may have identified another Pentagon account to tap in order to fund the president's border wall. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The administration is considering the use of up to $1 billion in unused 2019 pay-in personnel funds. That's according to Senator Dick Durbin, the top Democrat on the Senate Defense Appropriations Subcommittee. Much of the money would come from the Army's 2019 personnel account. Those funds are available because the Army fell short of its recruiting goals for the year. A smaller amount would come from lower-than-expected spending on early retirement incentives. Payments. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A handful of Democratic senators want more protections for military families in privatized housing. The Ensuring Safe Housing for Our Military Act allows commanders to withhold payments to military housing services companies until the houses have been inspected. It would also withhold incentive fees for management companies who fail to fix hazards. The bill is in response to reports of mold, mice, and lead paint in military housing. The Senate Armed Services Committee called the military's top brass to Capitol Hill yesterday to address the issue. A warning from House Veterans Affairs Committee ranking members Phil Rowe and Jim Banks, slow and steady wins the race. Both congressmen urged their colleagues and the Veterans Affairs Department to not rush on electronic health record modernization. They acknowledge VA's 10-year implementation timeline for a new EHR is long, but they say VA should evaluate its timeline after installing the new system at the first planned medical centers. Some House appropriators have expressed frustration with VA's 10-year timeline. The Air Force's first pitch day awarded 242 contracts to non-traditional defense small businesses over the past two weeks. But the rapid contract awarding is just the beginning of the Air Force's efforts to expand its industrial base to small, innovative companies all over the nation. Will Roper, Air Force Assistant Secretary for Acquisition, Technology and Logistics, says it's time the Air Force breaks down barriers of entry for businesses who want to work with the military, and pitch day is a good start. And DHS wants to establish trust zones. And no, we are not talking about a team-building activity. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. When the Office of Management and Budget finalizes the new Trusted Internet Connection, or TIC, policy in the coming weeks, it will be one piece of an emerging approach across government called trust zones. The Homeland Security Department says the new approaches to network cybersecurity will help agencies continue their focus on securing their most important assets. DHS says through TIC, agencies can segment their networks to identify where critical data lives and get away from trying to secure everything. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 